What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. Today, we're struggling a little bit with our tools, my recorder that I use and my microphone that plugs into it. The recorder decided to not work today, so I'm recording this. I'm sure it sounds a little bit different directly into my computer. I'm going to try my best to clean it up, but I could either not have an episode go out and not say what I have to say, or I can deal with the technical difficulties, apologize, ask for your understanding, and say what I have to say anyway. So in the spirit of not letting anything stop me, let's continue. It wasn't until a couple years ago, standing in the middle of what felt like my life burning around me, when I didn't even have a clear ability to think or process at the speed of the destruction, did I come up with this oversimplified way of making a decision that would lead to least regret. When moments of crisis, when there's not enough information, when there's a lack of clarity, when both options seem equally as undesirable, I learned to ask myself, what would be the hardest thing to do here? Which is the thing that I clearly do not want to do? which is clearly not the easier thing to do, and then do that thing. At the time, I had no choice, to be honest, to come up with this shortcut. At the time, I've had to rely on this. Before I realized what I was doing, it was times of crisis, when I didn't have time or patience to even think. I needed something to rely on that would allow the person I was tomorrow to be able to live with that decision and I needed to move forward. And maybe I have it all wrong and maybe you believe the easy route and the least resistant route and choice is the best way to go. But for me, looking back, I can attribute most of who I am to the hard path I chose. And if instead I would have picked what came with ease and convenience I would absolutely, no doubt, be less than the man that I am today. I touched on this a little bit in the middle of a personal series that I did called Delayed Destiny, probably 10 episodes back, where most of our growth comes from going down the path of most resistance, not least, how a muscle grows under a survival response. And only when it feels the strain, only when you get out of your body what it's not willing to give you, only when it feels the strain under the demand that you put on it, when it feels it doesn't want to give that to you, but it decides that if you continue to put this load on it, that it needs to survive. And for that, it provides you with growth. Moving against resistance equals growth not the other way around. Muscle grows as a survival response to the load that you put on it because it needs to survive to handle that load. So it meets to match the resistance. 
Ease and comfort can be aspirations we pray for, but not prepare for. It is better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. So as much as I pray for nothing but times of ease for you, my brothers and sisters, I want us to be prepared to be able to command the weight and load that life may throw at us. And for that, we must prepare in the dark. Prepare in times of peace. Prepare when it's easy. Choose the hard path, especially when it's easy. Choose the difficult route in times of ease. It is especially those choices that make the most difference. The timing of those choices. The difficulty that you choose. The difficult one, the difficult choices that you make when the easy one was ready and available. That's what makes you the person you are. Choose to go down the hard path every time consciously. In my personal life, I have been afforded the easy path every step of the way. It was available to me. Even in the most basic of senses, I come from a traditional Indian household where, and my mother comes from an even more traditional Indian upbringing. My mother thinks of it as her duty to take care of me, her son. And that's not unusual as the same way that she's seen throughout her culture and her upbringing. The same way it was done for my father around her. So that means cooking, chores, and everything of mine she feels responsible for. And if it was up to her, she would still be doing my laundry because, oh my God, I'm an unmarried man and don't have a wife to do my laundry. So you shouldn't have to do it. She feels like she should be doing it. Never mind the fact that my mother and I haven't even lived in the same house for 15 years since I was 19. It's like her mothering never skipped a beat and she expects the same from herself as she always did. And when I was 19, I realized this, that if I left a plate in a certain place in my room, within 15 minutes, it will be picked up and taken to the kitchen. It wasn't expected of me to do anything. And as lovely as that may seem to you listening to this, I knew it wasn't going to get me to the place I wanted in life. Even though I've grown up with housekeepers my entire life and most Indian kids don't learn the concept of household chores. When I moved to America, to give you an example of how much we don't grow up with household chores, when I was 11 and I moved to America, I remember how excited I was for the possibility to be able to iron clothes. And oh my God, maybe I get to play with the vacuum and use it myself. To this day, I guess I take pride in ironing better than the dry cleaners and have always kept a nice Dyson vacuum in the house. I think I might have just connected those dots, but rest assured as a kid, the novelty of those things wore off. I never wanted to do chores, but my mother never expected us to perform them anyway. And she never held us responsible for household chores. Even after we moved to America and she didn't have housekeepers to help her, she took on all the household work and never expected it from the kids. Like, it's normal in an American household to bring your kids up and teach them how to do household chores. And I think that we should. So that meant me, even 19-year-old me, 
who had been working full time for three years by this point, going to college, and a grown man by all intents and measures would have a mother around who would willingly wait on him anytime he wanted. And again, as lovely as that may seem to you, and what sane person would want to leave the comforts of that and wouldn't want that around all the time? I mean, why even grow up at all? But something, some voice inside me realized that staying was the easy way out. And at 19, before I had this label and the awareness to even say this, I chose the hard path. I moved out, learned the hard way that I sucked at household chores, let my clothes pile up for days on the couch, and then I learned to wash them, fold them, hang them. I failed at many other things like this regularly until I got clues from people or things that started to make sense and I started to figure out how to adult and how an adult takes responsibility for their environment. And I'm still not very good at this till this day. And if you told me all the other things that come with adulting would be what I was trying to rush towards, I'll trade it with going back to being a kid any day of the week. But I hope you get how ultimately we cannot be Peter Pan forever. We must grow up. And the sooner we grow up, the better. And it definitely won't be the easier thing to do but it will result in a better outcome of preparing you for what's to follow and what's to follow after that and then what's to follow after that. In a way, constantly unfolding you into a stronger and stronger version of you to be better and better suited for what's to come and what's to come. And none of that can be accomplished by staying where you are by clinging to ease. It's only down the harder path. If you want easy, stay home. If you want meaning, put on your armor, prepare for battle and venture out. There's a you waiting to meet you out there. Love you, family. See you on the next show.